It's like that time that I fixed our, Frank and I fixed our compressor outside. The compressor fan was broken, so there was just a motor on the fan. Super simple, right? $250, like, out the door, right? And Frank and I can do that. We can fix the compressor fan. Yeah, absolutely. We fixed the compressor fan, put the whole cage back together. Everything was fine. I saw one of the, one of the little sheet metal screws. It was sticking out a little bit. It had a little weird angle to it. I said, let me just uh, neaten this up right here, right? Uh-oh. I took the the my little DeWalt gun, uh, hit it, you know, hit the hit the screw. It went into the blade or something? Or? No, it went into the the Freon line. Oh god. <laughs> Leaked all like all the Freon just went out of it. I was like, wow man, I was just kneading it up and now it turned into like a fifteen hundred dollar thing. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Ho, 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 it's episode 81. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Ted. Episode 81? 181. Oh, Santa, Santa, you're 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 busy tonight. I heard you got a new Christmas present. I want to hear all about it. Oh, oh, (laughs) (laughs) yes. You want to hear all about the Tesla? Yeah, let's hear about it, man. You got a new, you got a new gadget. Okay. All right. So the Tesla is, I, 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 I've said many things about the Tesla since I got it. I've, is it like the best car you ever owned? It's, it is. So to call it a car is an insult to the Tesla, I think. That's why I said it's a gadget. It's a gadget. It's more than a gadget. It's more than a gadget. It's life changing. It is easily underlying one of the most groundbreaking things. It does things that the casual observer doesn't really know. But there's so many Tesla owners out there now. But but to me, it's the little things, right? Like the brake lights. Okay. Like you, you haven't thought about brake lights since the beginning of cars. You stop, they come on. Right. You, wh- What do you do to make them come on? You hit the brake pad, the brake pedal. The, the brake pedal. Yeah. Now, why is that the the impetus for the brake light? Because someone stops fast in front of you. But but if you take your foot off the gas, yeah, in a in a gas car, it slows down, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it it you coast and it starts. You coast, you coast. It depends on the right. It starts to slow down, so you could you could slow down without the brake lights coming on, right? Okay. Not in a Tesla. In a Tesla, you take your foot off the accelerator. The you know the recumbent. Uh, yeah, I know what you Brake mean. system. Yeah, yeah. It turns the brake lights on. So. When the car slows down, the brake lights come on. Oh, I see. It's almost like an uncanny valley driving experience. In other words, they're not brake lights. They're slowdown lights. They're slowdown lights. Right. And when the car is slowing down, it decides when it's going to put the indicator to the people behind you. Does it say, oh, these people are close. Put them on now. No, 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 no. Versus these people are far away. I don't need to put them on now. No, no, no. It's completely independent of that. It's 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 almost it's it's all on you slowing down. So initially when I the first day I was driving, I was like, oh, it's so jerky. Like, you know, you just you do your herky jerky. It's because. In a in a combustion engine vehicle, you're used to riding the brake a little bit. You know, when you coast to a stop, you kind of ride the brake. Yeah, I know what you mean. And then you press the brake to complete the stop. It's the exact opposite in a Tesla. You ride the gas all the way to the stop so that the incumbent, the recharging ba- brakes don't 
take over and do it. So you have to like ride the gas all the way. So they have this phenomenon called one pedal driving where I could drive in the city, like drive the kids to school and never use my brake once. Wow. I just, I just let the, let the recharging brakes take over when I put my, take my foot off the gas. And as long as you can judge how that's happening at the speed that you are, you can, you can stop just with the gas pedal and you can, you know, and you just, you just ease off the gas pedal as you're coming to a stop. And by the time you're stopped, you're fully off the gas pedal. I mean, the car has got to be like a bullet though. when you just hit, hit it hard. Oh, uh, so it's one gear. It's one gear. It has no gears. The torque is through the roof yeah. or through the floor or whatever the term is. Right. Um, I had a, I had a BMW. Luckily, Ann doesn't listen to this, but we can, we can say it. We can be, we can speak freely here. I had a BMW come up, like slam up behind me up on Roscoe, you know, Roscoe up here. Yeah. And, uh, and he just, he slammed up like, like he was, like I was using my, my self-driving, you know, just testing it out on the, the side streets and, you know, kind of a main street, but, but not a freeway. And this guy slams up behind me and he goes to pass me. But there's another car like kind of flying down this the side. And I was like, oh, so this is how you want to test me, you know? <laughs> and I just you just you put the you put the gas down and it just it's a go-kart. It just goes. It just it takes off. It's like uh five seconds, zero to sixty, which is faster than anything I've ever owned. Just sticks you to the seat. Six sticks you to the seat. Your head, you know, snaps back. It's it's the G forces are palpable. Wow. It's it is amazing. And and Elon Musk is a is a I say he's a twelve year old boy because the little the little tricks, the little little jokes that he's put into this thing are are phenomenal. Like the the uh, charge port is there in the back, and one of the code words to open it in the voice control is you could say "open butthole," and the little door comes open. This is so bizarre. <laughs> and it's got whoopee cushion that you could put throughout the car. What? And then uh, I've turned on the posh uh, horn. So when the horn, when you honk the horn, instead of it honking, it says, well, I never in a British accent. <laughs> so ton, tons of fun. Wait, it says it out to the people in front. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to be in park for that to work. So I'm trying to get that to work oh, when you're goodness. driving down the road because that's fun. Well, what beer do you have? I mean, all this. Oh, yeah. Let's do the beer. Sorry. Um, I have a 100% spontaneous fermented beer aged in wine barrels okay. from Russian River. Um, the second to last uh, Frank and Barbara birthday beer. Nice. Really stringing them along here. But, you know, Russian River, great, yeah, great yeah. company. Do what, what's their typical one? Domination or something like that? Uh, no, Pliny, isn't it? Oh, Pliny. Right. Pliny, Pliny. Yeah, Pliny the Elder. They're from up there. All right. What do you, oh, it's a cork. Nice cork. Nice cork. All right. While you're opening that, I have a North Coast Old Rasputin. Oh, yeah. We love Old Rasputin. Yeah, but not any Old Rasputin. Oh. I have a barrel aged. It's a stout aged in rye whiskey barrels. Number 21 Roman numerals. Oh, 11.2. So what do you have tonight? Oh, 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 yeah. Let's do I'm that. At 11.2. I think you got me. I drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. All right. Oh, you beat me six percent. Nowhere near. Oh, uh, man. I, I, you, du you doubled up on me. I'm going to go put this back. I'll save it for another night. <laughs> 
Look at the, so this is a, a golden, I didn't even name mine. Mine's called Beatification. But overall though, I mean, you're digging it though. I love it. I, you know, we charge it way too much. I think, I think we're just. What, do, what does that mean? You charge it too much? Well, we're like, oh my God, we're at. 40% we should go charge it right now. It's like someone you know with I mean? an iPhone or something, right? You're like, ah, oh, I never Yeah, know. you're like, oh, it has to say between 20 and 80% or something like that. So I don't know. We we did a lot of driving this weekend. So we started driving. We had to go to Rancho Cucamonga twice for a water polo tournament for Audrey. Um, Audrey killed it on Friday. Two wins on Friday, two losses today on Saturday. But, you know, hey, it's all learning. First first year. So uh, what's what kind of range are you getting out of it? Well, it's supposed to get 330 miles to a charge. But that's if you go to 100. So if you are 100% charged down to like runs out of energy, that's 330 miles. Should be. Okay. I, I don't I don't know. I, we're going to have to we're going to have to like figure out how far Rancho, Rancho Cucamonga is and like. We're never letting it get to like I, I'm I'm super scared of going below twenty percent. <laughs> yeah, Rancho Cucamonga, it's way out there. And and I'm sorry, like I thought LA traffic was bad. The two ten traffic out there is ridiculous. Yeah, it's all horrible. I used to take that to Fort Irwin when I was stationed there. Oh my god, it's horrible and it's horrible all the time. But charging charging's been great. I love the charging stations. Oh, how's your beer? Beer is amazing. Uh-huh. So when we talk about balanced, uh-huh. Uh-huh. the number one thing I can say with this is alcohol. <laughs> oh, you can taste it through it. Yeah, you taste the alcohol through it. I mean, this is like a boozy beer. Okay. It is super smooth, though. It is really good. You you really get that rye whiskey barrel oak ah. and everything that comes through but it has like you know what you know when you're sipping on a bourbon or something and it has like that that alcohol burn whatever yeah i'm yeah, get yeah, i yeah. get that sensation from it it's it's boozy okay. yeah it's it's alcohol nice alcohol i would say when we talk balance i would say in that regard it lacks balance but flavor wise, though, if you like a bourbon or a scotch, if you like those types of, you know, or a rye whiskey or something, if you like that stuff. Yeah. Oh, this is the beer for you. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I like that stuff. So this is really, really good. If you're not a bourbon drinker or anything, this might be a little bit too much. Like it's it's probably too much over the top as far as like liquor. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's great. It is. It is fantastic. How about yours? With the with the wild ale yeast or whatever. Yeah, spontaneous fermented uh, beatification. Loved it. It is uh, a barrel. Uh, let's see, barrel aged nine to thirty six months. Wide range there, but it is. Uh, it is amazing. So this is one of those beers that I think because it's it's aged in wine barrels. I'm like, ooh, this is a beer Anne would like. Because she likes, she loves the wine. Yeah. And then, yet, if I were to give were to give this to her, she would be like, "Too much beer, too much beer, <laughs> beer taste." Yeah, I got you. But because I don't like lagers, it's not a lager for sure. It's an ale. But because I don't like lagers, the way this is so light, it, it's it's refreshing. But this is this is like it's it's a doing a nice job of cool like cooling you off on a hot day. Nice, nice. So to finish out Tesla talk. Yeah. Overall, though, like, OK, the car, it it's fast. It drives nice. There's it can drive smooth, but it doesn't have to drive smooth. Yeah. The cabin, the cockpit, like it's well thought out and top notch, top notch. Yeah. Lo- love the appointment. 
Um, Bryce calls it the fun roof because it's a fake sunroof. Okay. I was like, it's a, it's actually a true sunroof because you can see the sun through it. You know, you know, nobody said sunroof have to open. <laughs> you know, it's fully glass up top, so that's nice. Yeah. And the roll rate, like I saw a roll test on this Model Y, and it is the one of the hardest cars to roll. Not that I'm ever gonna try, but you mean if you had to push it, even if it goes on its side, I've seen them like in the in the test crash test dummies. They roll it into sand and it goes fully like on its side and it still falls up right, you know, right side up on its tires. Oh, 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 that kind of roll. Yeah. Roll over. It won't roll over for anything. Well, that's good news. Which which is a huge, a huge thing. Yeah, probably because the batteries ride low. (laughs) Exactly. The batteries and the end and the engine are all like right behind the tires and down low. Right. But yeah. So and then I love that has like. You know, it like I love the autopilot and I got the full self-driving. So on the freeway, when you go to change lanes, you just turn the turning signal on and it tries to change lanes for you. And, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, self-driving, you can completely ignore it. And, you know, like the driver say you can completely ignore it. But Tesla says, no, you have to be completely there and, you know, in tune with it. Tesla's lawyers say that. <laughs> I still have... The feeling that I'm like teaching my my 16 year old to drive, which I will have to do soon, uh, as if we have two steering columns on the other side of the car, except there's no other steering column. There's just the car trying to drive itself. And I'm there to take over at any moment. So I'm hyper vigilant on on being ready to take over, especially now with with phantom braking, because I think, you know, when it sees anything like a shadow change or it goes from underpass to over over to bright, sunny day, if the if the irises on the cameras don't fully like fluctuate, it'll just break really hard, you know? And we had a couple of those instances, of course, the first time Anne was riding it. She's like, what's that? I said, it's phantom braking. You just hit on the gas. So now I hover my foot Merely over the gas. phantom braking. <laughs> I hover my foot over the gas when I when I know that it should just keep going. And I hover my foot over the brake when I need to, if I need to take over for braking. So I basically spent the whole time that it's supposed to be self-driving. Nervous. In this hyper-vigilant exactly. state. <laughs> right. Right. So that's that's got to wear off, I think, a little bit. It wore off a little bit today because <laughs> it's so long. Yeah, it, I think it's just one of those things you're like, this isn't supposed to happen. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be disconnected from the experience of moving the car forward. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Obviously, you know, the big news of the week is the new the new Tesla and everything. Um, other than that, anything other anything else going on? That's uh, Trailer Junkies podcast show worthy. The Trailer Junkies podcast show worthy. So something that I put on the website this this week. So special uh, special push to the website is Bryce's short film came out this week. Yeah, I saw it. I think Clarissa did too. So it came out. It's about twenty. What is it? Twenty two minutes long, something like that. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Camcorders, a short film written and directed by Andrew Carter and Khalil Mascotti. And Bryce plays the young Kenny Rios and uh, Khalil's brother, Omar Mascotti, plays the uh, the middle age, the, the young adult. Oh, that was his his younger brother. That was his young. Yeah, oh, that that's was so cool. Khalil's younger brother. Yeah, so very cool. So, yeah. So the younger the, the boy is played by Bryce, my son, and the and the older character, the actor is the one of the director's brothers. Got it. Uh, okay. But 
just so you know, just, you know, Omar was in a couple episodes of Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. So if Handmaid's Tale ever needs a young Omar Muscati, Bryce is available, just so just so the people that make Do you know what episodes he was in? I do not know the episodes. I just saw that he's in a... Yeah, you don't have to look it up here, but that's cool he's in there. Yeah, he's he's been in a couple episodes, so he's out there. And if they do like a flashback scene, there's Bryce. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. We can do that. We, we, we have that. You know, with the paste on mustache. <laughs> He's the second CEO. <laughs> yeah, no, it was very, it was, it was fun, you know? And yeah. And I could tell the, the kids, I mean, you know, when you, when you see the acting of the older guys, you know, when they're talking uh-huh. about, you know, they're kind of revisiting their friend's home and all yeah. that stuff, it's more subdued, more somber, you know, they're, they're kind of reliving their childhood as they go into the, the eulogy for their, their friend and such. Right. But Bryce and the other kids, mm-hmm. what are they all like 12 ish? Yeah, exactly. You know, so you could tell though that they were just having a ball making it <laughs> yes yes that it was it was a good it was a good atmosphere on the set for sure and was in there yeah and what i love about those there was just no acting at all it was just they were just kids being <laughs> kids doing what kids do having an awesome time and you could see the joy coming through you know what i mean yeah did, did you like that universal logo at the top i do ah, I, I i wrote that i i i helped craft that oh, bryce, nice. bryce, bryce did the art of the jurassic world or jurassic park and then i and then i was like i had him do universal and it wasn't it wasn't as good as that one so i was like let me just let me do this and you can kind of do this one a little bit so so here's the I funny thing that <laughs> You're like, you're like, oh, Bryce is short film. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm thinking it's like real. Uh-huh. Obviously it is, but just let me get to my story. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So short film, like, okay, whatever. And all of a sudden it's like this hand-drawn universal. And it's like what you're doing in the front yard. I'm like, really, Ted? This is his short film? I didn't know it was like a real deal short film. I thought it was yeah. like Bryce just like screwing around with like fooling around. Or the, yeah, I think then that's and that's the intent. No, I, I get it. I get is, it. But yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's, it, it is beautiful that it took you there. And then once they start, they, they go to the adult mode of the kids. Then you're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> like, yes, now it makes sense. Now it makes but sense. But at first I was like, really? This is what <laughs> it's like some homemade thing. And this is what he's all proud of. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But no, it was. Yeah, it was fun. I, you know, and, I, and like I said, I could tell the, uh, you know, all the boys in there and everything. They all had a good time. And right. I'll tell you, though, the the other kid, though, the chubby kid, the one that uh-huh. who they were eulogizing. Man, kid and his mom, man, they got a mouth on him. <laughs> You know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree there, you know, I guess, I guess. So, yeah, very cool. Very cool. So hopefully he gets more work and that'll launch him yeah. into uh, his future career as uh, a, a crushing actor. <laughs> how about you? How was how was your week? Week was OK. You know, last week I abstained because I was having crazy uh, preventricular contractions and I thought okay I'm gonna wait if they don't go away I'm calling the doctor Monday and then they kind of yeah. subsided and then they didn't really come around Tuesday and then they came back strong Wednesday and Wednesday night Ugh. had me up for a while overnight I was like oh my god these things are dr- they were driving me crazy it was like every three beats for a couple of hours you know Ugh. and then they stop and then I, I'm just back to normal and then 
not much on Thursday, and then Friday they were coming on like insane at work. Ugh. So I just I, I I was done. I called Clarissa. I said, "What do you recommend?" Right. So she asked her nurse practitioner at work. So I go to urgent care. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the squeaky car syndrome. Of course, your car squeaks. You bring it to the mechanic. He takes for a test Doesn't drive. Do does a squeak. I'm sitting there. They're firing off like every couple of beats. I'm having them. They put on the twelve lead e- EKG. They immediately stop. Ugh. EKG ends. <laughs> boom. They fire right back up. I was like, and I even, I even, oh. I even told the doctor. I said, you gotta be kidding me. So then. <laughs> So he puts oh, no. the stethoscope and he he starts hearing them. He's like, "Yeah, I don't have the okay. Obviously, I don't have the um the tape, the ek the ekg yeah measurements, the tape yeah. But I hear them, you know, and I hear what they're doing. And he's like, "Yeah, I, I see what's going on." And pretty much he was just like, you know, they're not something. You know, we always have these things for some reason. They've come on for this past week. They're they've. You know, I talk about how I had them in the past and they go away. He's yeah. like, they're probably going to go away. And everybody has a miss, a, a, a extra beat here and there. It's like you tend not to pay attention because your brain filters it out. Are you are you more attuned to it because of the cycling? You know, I, I think so, because I pay attention to how my body's feeling to see if I'm ready for certain workouts and things. And, right. you know, I don't know. It's hard to say, but. I feel good today. I had a good training session today. I'm having a beer now and yeah. whatever. I'm just like. And the coffee. Is the coffee all right? I told him how much I drink and I, I have cut back on the coffee. Uh-huh. I told him how much I drink. He said, even for that amount, you don't really. He, he's like, if you're drinking like a pot a day or something, he's like, yeah, cut back. He's like, but for like a mug, mug and a half. Yeah. Like a regular standard kitchen mug, you know, he's like, don't worry about it. So I, I've cut it back to like, I used to drink about two to two and a half of those. Yeah. Um, sometimes three, you know, depending. But but I just cut it back to one. Just I just drink the one. I get my like little caffeine hit, you know, nothing major. And I, I don't notice them from the coffee, but whatever. They come and go. You know, they say, oh, alcohol does it. Yeah. OK, sure. Last night I had I had a beer and I had a glass of wine with dinner. Nothing. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't know what brings them on, but no rhyme, no rhyme or is it reason here. Yeah. And then Ugh. the other thing, uh, you know, I talk a, a, a bit about like bicycling and kind of like working with the bike infrastructure stuff in town and such. Yeah. So today they had the Lompoc Streetscape community workshop it's for the plan they're putting together and they had the companies there that are doing the 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 firms that are doing the consulting and yeah and all that stuff and went and gave my little feedback and i looked at the plans talked to them for a while they were really happy to hear what i had to say my experiences you know and then we went and we got tamales and stuff it was like at a little outdoor market type thing yeah and then clarissa shows up about Oh, 45 minutes after I was there and they're like, oh, wow, another cargo bike. This is great. There was one here earlier. <laughs> and Clarissa's is like with kids and they're like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that was my husband, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see, though. I mean, if it goes as they're planning it, it's going to be like it's going to be huge. It's going to be awesome. Protected bike lanes and, you know, get people out riding and out of cars. And, you know, this way. The people that need to drive or want to drive can, and the people that don't want to don't have to be in everyone else's way with their cars and whatever. But um, yeah, I'm excited about it, man. I'm excited. I'm all for bike lanes now more than ever before. You want to know why? Why is this? <laughs> because the Tesla, you know, a lot of the roads here in the Valley, uh, the 
the road that's on the side on the curb with the parked cars. Yeah. If it doesn't have a line drawn in it, the Tesla reads that as one big lane. Oh, yeah. And it tries to center it on there. And it, when it sees the parked car, it says stop car in lane and it just stops you there. Oh. It can it can fit around it, but it just thinks that it's all one big lane. But if there's a bike path, if there's a, because of painted any kind line of painted line, right, right, or, I'm just like, so all of this technology is riding on the fact that a guy paints a line on the road. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. All right, man. So winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. I know. So at first blush, could have swore this was a documentary. <laughs> I was about to tell you the last dance is going to be way better. <laughs> It was way better, you know, but yeah, but then you watch it and it's like total 70s, like Uh, mockumentary almost. Yeah, yeah, it's it It looks amazing. It's it's going to be amazing. I love that it's a series. So, you know, I I think this is this is the I I know that, you know, Disney Plus is really put series. And I mean, I guess let's let's give Netflix the credit. Netflix put these new series the bingeable series oh i love your article by the way i read the, i haven't i haven't read a full article in a really long time but i read the whole article about binging being addictive right yeah the, the binge watching has the capability of possessing uh addictive traits right and it's all about how it impacts the rest of your life like you and i drink a beer but we don't drink a beer and not go to work or we don't drink so many beers that we can't function with our family you know what i mean like you're a functioning bingeaholic <laughs> <laughs> and binge watching is the same thing if you binge you know, TV all night long and then can't get up and go to work, then it's a problem. Right. (laughs) I know. Uh, But yeah, so this is HO Max. So it's going to be, what do they call it? Oh yeah. Weeklies, weeklies. But the new, the new term that I'm hearing now is all at once. Uh, O A. What is it? Oh, all. Uh, No, A A O. A A O. All at once. Yeah. A A O. All at once. (laughs) All at once. That's, that's the, that's the uh, new acronym that I'm picking up. Yeah. So now this is a weekly, I believe. March. It's going to be great. I love that you love the airplane thing. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. And it's like a split second flash. I was like, wait, what? So I went back. I took a screenshot of just where, the, where they have. What do they call the claspy thing? What is that called? Uh, it's a clapper. A clapper. clapper. Yeah. The clap stick. The clapboard. Yeah. The clapboard. And it says airplane. And it's the and it's one of the scenes in the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> I just take a screen capture. I said it to Ted. I'm like, best shot of the whole of the whole trailer and then and then all i get i you know you send both those things but the tesla can only only you know read back to me the the what you say you know so it says best shot of the trailer and i hear that you know come across the tesla so i wrote i wrote question mark back to you and Anne's like idiot (laughs) he sent a picture with it here's the picture and i'm like oh okay that makes sense now (laughs) so when i when i question marked the like you know the little emoji whatever what does that what does that do back so then it says then it says uh jim texted questioned Question mark. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. No, but it, so the past, what, three or four times over the past few days I've texted you, <laughs> it keeps coming across on the Tesla. Uh-huh. And that's why I'm like, dude, are you living in that? Like, 
Well, when you when your tournament life, you're living in your car, driving to these tournaments in Rancho Cucamonga, like <laughs> two hours each way. You know, every time you text me, you're in your car. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> uh, so, winning time, I love it. I, I think it is. You know, it is a a larger than life team owner that has long needed uh, a, a person to play him and and john c Riley just he fits the bill i love i love the selection of john c Riley. he's he's picture perfect i agree yeah you know i think and you could probably say this about any team for you know any fan and so on i think if you're a lakers fan specifically this is going to have a far deeper meaning yeah than if you're like myself a bulls fan or I, i'm not sure are you like uh i'm a bulls fan i you know my oh okay Michael jordan i thought you were going to be like a, a bullets now wizards fan <laughs> I wish I wish I could say that I'm a Washington Warthogs uh, uh, arena soccer fan. Is that like such a like, <laughs> OK, we'll get to what we're watching in a little bit. But but when you think about like Colin and black and white, right? Yeah. I mean, Washington bullets. Is that like a microaggression right there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it was, you know, like all like all horrible things in Washington. We got it from Boston. So <laughs> the Boston had the football team before we had it. So they, they came up with the racist name. Right. And they had the, oh, no, I guess it was Baltimore. Baltimore Bullets because of the alliteration. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah, I thought oh, it was okay. Boston Bullets, but I think it's Baltimore Bullets. So they moved from Baltimore it. down to D.C. then? I believe so. Yeah. I, I might have the history wrong. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure it was alliteration there. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But so cool. We're uh, I'm going to watch it because I have HBO Max. You're going to watch by March, you know, You'll you'll probably catch the end of this season because you're going to get it in April. So this is right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I think I I mean, I'm a sports fan. Might check it out. I'm mildly basketball. I'm not a huge basket. I mean, when, when you know, Bulls in the 90s and stuff. And and, and you know, as I mentioned too, uh, the last dance, I mean, that was just oh. amazing to watch. Oh, amazing. But I'll definitely watch this. And I was watching the trailer with with the boys and Clarissa. And as they swing the cheerleader asses across the screen, <laughs> Tim just goes, so gross. <laughs> and I said, I said, I said, what's gross? He's like, I don't know why they have to show their butts. <laughs> I looked at Clarissa. I said, I don't know either, Tim. <laughs> so I couldn't agree more with them. You know, they they. <laughs> They showed they they could always show more, though. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I'll definitely give this one uh, a, a few looks, a trial, a trial run at a minimum. It looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. I totally dig this. The 70s vibe. Yeah. You know, so overall, I think it's uh, I wouldn't say a must watch, but I would say at least a watch. And then we'll see if, if I want to keep going with it. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yes, or the Nick Cage movie. Yeah, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. Can I first start? Oh, you please, please lead away. Other than Nick Cage, uh-huh. I don't even know what the hell this is about. <laughs> It's about Nick Cage. Right. But why does he warrant a movie about himself? I don't understand it. He's a phenomenal actor of 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 acclaim throughout our our, our recent history. And uh, he's a, a, a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh, 
<laughs> and uh, you know, I I think it's a it's a testament to the man, the the actor behind the characters that he plays. You know, we we've often talked about like the movies and the trailers that he's done, like Pig and all that stuff recently. And he's played up the character of himself as this larger than life human actor in the space where him and what what was who's the uh Vince uh Vince what's his name? Vince Vaughn? Motley Crew. No, Motley Crew, Vince Neil. Neil. Vince Neil. Yeah. Vince Neil from Motley Crew when they're like in, in Las Vegas. Have you seen the 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 YouTube clip of of Nick Cage and, Vin- and Vince Neil in Las Vegas. I don't think so. They're like, uh, they're like in the valet and they're just like trashed. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like so, so phenomenal to see these two guys just hanging out in Vegas and just losing their mind. Um, but anyway, I think that's to me, that's the, the impetus behind this. And I, and I do think all jokes aside, I do believe he is, a national treasure. I do believe that he has a talent that is massive. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, and he's cultivated it into a cult following. So uh, I think there's, there's a lot into it. You know, for me, it's all about the title. You know, it's all about this title, just not, not, not having to be like this or needing Nick Cage colon in front of it to give it the proper thing, proper weight <laughs> of this yeah i've been to his tomb what do you mean I, i've seen his tomb where in new orleans what tomb so he purchased i don't remember oh. the cemetery but he he's already purchased his tomb and i could put a i'll put the uh photo up on our website okay cool and and you have his ex-wife's father's house behind you over the mantle oh graceland <laughs> right isn't that his <laughs> wasn't he married to lisa marie lisa marie presley right i don't know was he hold on hold on hold on yes lisa marie presley oh look at that two years two years two years man but they must have dated for a long time <laughs> so overall though Again, trailer to the trailer. The trailer trailer is not not great. The worst kind of trailer to the trailer because yeah. 20 seconds later they replay it again. Tiffany Tiffany says it again. I don't know. It looks funny. It looks cute. It looks It's not getting you to the theater. Oh, definitely not to the theater. <laughs> yeah, definitely not to the theater. I think it's a watch though. I'm a Nick Cage fan. I like the guy. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I'm if I'm uh or if he's I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Like, I'm watching it. I'm thinking, okay, it's about Nick Cage, but why is it about Nick Cage? And is Nick Cage that amazing that he has to tell me about himself in a movie that's kind of like a, a parody of his own person? Well, I mean, I think it's, it's again, it's a testament to the to the larger than life character that he has become in real life. Like you, you heard about him buying castles and stuff, right? Like, no. Yeah. He, he bought all these castles and it kind of like put him in the poor house because he, he wasn't working as much and he had to put all these, you know, have keep upkeep on all these castles all over the world or whatever. And he ended up having to sell like his number one Superman comic book to to pay off some of the castle debt, you know? Wait, what do you mean he's buying so castles? It's like all of these things. <laughs> 
And, he, you know, and, and he's like, and some people said the Lisa Marie Presley thing was was more about Elvis Presley than than Lisa Marie, you know, <laughs> he's just getting closer to Elvis because he's an Elvis fan. You know, he's an Elvis fan. He's a Superman fan. He's like a super fan. He's an every man that has reached this pinnacle of stardom. I don't know. It, it, to me, that, that that's kind of where it sits. So I took this picture in 2016. I sent it to you in uh, in okay. text. Oh, nice. Look at you, artsy. It was my 42nd picture of a 366 project. It was a leap year. <laughs> And I said, Nicholas Cage's tomb lies empty in St. Louis Cemetery. So there you go. Oh, there you go. He's already bought his deathbed. See, he's see, he's he's planning. He's planning it all out. That's he's right. planning the whole the whole life. And and this is part of it. And what you're what you're gonna find, it's gonna be like one of those tents or whatever that are really small on the outside but really huge on the inside and it's like <laughs> national treasure on the inside right there you go there you go but booby traps all over it and oh a, man a little uh, good luck uh, <laughs> a treasure yeah to, to, good, to good luck we're done man you can't even get to it you can't even get to it yeah you know and and overall i mean i like it it looks fun i i like i said i like nick cage i like a lot of his movies raising arizona you know uh, and uh. i mean so many are so good and i mean he is definitely an icon mm -hmm. you know of our times <sighs> the issue i have with it or the issue i take with it is when you put I'm cool on your license plate, you're not cool. <laughs> you stop. You stop being cool. When you have to do a movie about yourself, about how amazing you are. You're, no, let someone else do a movie about how amazing. Autobiographies and biographies, you know, no, you don't do your own biography for a movie. Well, I mean, it's not he didn't. I don't think he wrote and directed this. You know what I mean? I think I think this is someone else's take on a, a picture of a part of what he would think his life is, even though it's not this, you know, and I think to me, to me, the, Oh, you think he's making fun of himself here. I think he is above the fray enough to allow people to make fun of him and not push against it and to say like, yeah, I'll do that project. So he knows it's tongue in cheek. Yeah. Okay. And I think to me, Pedro Pascal is, is the linchpin, right? The fact that Pedro Pascal is in this, he plays so he's such a great character. Pedro Pascal is such a great character actor, you know, from what Mandalorian to you watch Narcos, right? Isn't he in Narcos? Like, well, that and uh, Wonder Woman Game of Thrones. Oh, is he in that? OK. Oh, he's a Game of Thrones. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. But I think in Wonder Woman, it's probably like his closest character to this. You know what I mean? Where he plays that Midas touch kind of guy. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think, I, you know, I, I love that. And I think that they're them playing off each other is kind of like him and uh, Vince Neil hanging out kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I think that adds some credibility to it. And we'll see. We'll see where it lands. I'm I'm going to I'm going to check this out, but probably not in the theaters as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like I like both month. of these trailers. I'm going to watch both of them. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Speaking of watching these movies, what have you been watching there, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, before we get into it, you've been watching a lot or a little? Um, I would say a lot. 
It feels like a lot. Okay, let's go tit for tat then. Let's go back and forth. Okay, okay, okay. So you start, I'll go next. Do, do you want me to start big or end big? Big or end big? What? Do you want me to start with the biggest thing that I saw this week? or? Oh, no, end we'll with end the with the biggest thing. thing. Okay, okay. So I'll start small. Um, well, let me start with one that hopefully I think we both saw. Uh, Hawkeye. Oh, no, we have not. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, we're doing Hawkeye on Wednesday. We're going to do it. I know. So Clarissa has been like burning the midnight oil. So uh-huh, uh-huh. not midnight, but she's been getting home late, <laughs> late, late. And the boys, you know, by the time seven rolls around, Mike's, you know, I, I put out dinner the other night at seven. He's like, I can't eat now. It's my bedtime. <laughs> he needs his beauty sleep. <laughs> okay, I'm like, fine. We're gonna watch it Saturday. Well, my next door neighbor says, "Oh, come on over. We're we have a fire. We're doing like, uh, you know, s'mores and all this kind of stuff. But they do different kinds yeah. with like biscuits and stuff. But whatever. Oh, nice. Yeah, they have like this cool contraption that they put. It makes like a, a biscuit cup. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then you fill it with. St- it's really good. It's really good. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I, I too hate the messiness of the graham cracker marshmallow chocolate thing so he took so he took a baseball bat mark did he took a baseball (laughs) bat cut pieces off Uh uh-huh put it on a lathe or maybe put on a lathe first yeah got it to the size you want then he cut them and he sands them and he puts them on these stainless steel rods and then you take like the pillsbury doughboy kind of stuff yeah and you form it around these ash ashes wood right 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 you form it around these baseball bat pieces essentially and you roast it bake it you roast it or bake it over the fire and then you take it off of this and it makes like a bread cup ah i see and then you fill it with like it could be good stuff it could be fruit or it could be like chocolate you know it could be whatever you want to be you know and yeah yeah, they're so good um, so anyway, because of that, we didn't watch uh, Hawkeye. So I, okay. oh man, Hawk, Hawkeye is good. <laughs> I will leave it at that. Okay, good. It's it been a that. rough week with uh, <laughs> timing, and we didn't get a chance. No worries. What else have you watched? So I'll I'll uh, go to one we both watched. So Colin in Black and White. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Did you finish it? I did not finish it yet. No. Oh, I saw half of it. Does it take a turn? No, it doesn't take okay. a turn. It goes okay. exactly where you would expect it to. I mean, it, it takes a turn. It's not. I mean, it's the guy's <laughs> story, right? Right, right, right. We know how his story is going. So I have a, a couple of critiques. OK, um, overall, I, it was really good. I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. way better than I thought it was going to be way better. Yeah. I mean, you expect something super preachy. Right. And you expect it to be. It was a little bit. Right. It started off more preachy and it ended less preachy. Okay. My opinion, I think you should have reversed it only because you don't want to lose people right up front. You might have turned people off. Exactly. But my one critique, though, is you're going to go into something like this. Get voice lessons. <laughs> he he was so just his intonation, the way he talks. But that's natural. I think it's natural. I like. I, uh, yeah. OK. He's not an actor. He's an athlete. Like, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, I made the comment in text. I said, you know, like Will Smith is, you know, when he did the one, I don't remember what it was. 
Um, he did a recent. Oh yeah. Uh, the the documentary series, uh, civil rights on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, it was like uh, eight months, a year ago, something like that. Right. That was beautifully done. That was that was that was yeah. Amazing. It was amazing. And the way he did it, well, not the way he did it, but the way he speaks, it's so eloquent, and he he uh, the way he comes across. I mean, he. It's almost like he's a rapper and trained actor. <laughs> It's it's beautiful. It's yes. be- I mean his, his his voice, his speaking, everything is just beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And then Colin Kaepernick, he's going to talk about his life. <laughs> and he goes and he wants to get his hair braided. And it, it's just like, oh my god, man, dude, you need someone to teach you how to talk on camera. Uh, okay, all right, all right. It was it was it was a little off putting to you. It was. It was. Yes. You know, he needed some voice lessons. That's all I'm saying. And I and to me, it was like it was natural. And 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 Anne, because Anne is like a is in line with you in many ways. She was like, that isn't what I expected him to sound like. <laughs> you know I, mean? I expected him to have a different voice than this. Exactly. You know, and I think she was more shocked by it, but not off put by it. Oh, and there was one scene where Nick Offerman. So he's from Joliet, Illinois, right? Okay. When he when he's sitting there with the Packer hat on, <laughs> I'm like, how does he do it? <laughs> that's acting, man. That's, that, that's acting. acting. <laughs> that's acting. Because I'm like, you know, he's a bear fan. You know, he's bear. Like, how is he wearing a Packer hat? This doesn't even make sense. But you know, I, I guess then the other thing though, it was it was inspirational, even from a white guy's perspective. It was inspirational. <laughs> You know, he 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 plays the blackness role, of course. I mean, that's really what the whole the whole uh, shtick is, I guess. I, I hate to say shtick. Maybe it's not that. But I mean, it, it is it is the well, well, that's his angle. It is it is coming. Right. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. But from a white guy's perspective, you know, it's like it doesn't even matter whether you're white or what or, or black or whatever. It doesn't even matter. It's like be yourself and be true to yourself. And maybe it's that you're you know, you're black and your parents are white. Your parents are religious and you're an atheist. Your neighbors are Republican and you're a Democrat or whatever. Right. There's a black sheep, you know, pardon the pun, but there's like a black sheep in there somewhere yeah. of some part of you that you don't because you're not going to, you know, somebody you're talking to has an opinion that might be the majority of the people in the room and you have the majority or you, you're in the minority of the feelings of the people in the room. Right. Whatever that is, is irrelevant. Just be true to yourself and play you the best you you can play right is really the way i read into it and i thought it was really inspirational i really enjoyed what he had to say about history about Mm -hmm. the civil rights movement and the civil rights era and i shouldn't say movement but just civil rights in general like some of the things he talks about you're you're watching and you're like you know like a rosa parks type of a thing you're like why was that even a thing you know right it's right. it blows your mind that that shit was even a thing you know but it was it was good though it was good i think for me the thing that blew my mind was the whole idea of these carlton and fresh prince of bel-air right right or urkel and family matters how these characters are black characters created by well they're whitewashed black characters right right and it's just like it makes the white people comfortable with black people you know like and and it's and it's just like 
I, I mean, I guess I knew it. I just didn't think of it as, as starkly as it's placed in this, in this series. So I think that was it for me. Well, it's kind of like, you know, you'll hear people and, and I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but this is probably more from a person in like the Chicago area, the Chicago suburbs or even Chicago neighborhoods. Right. They don't mind if a black person moves in next door to them as long as they act white. (laughs) If you know what I mean. Right. It's kind of. Yeah. That's exactly kind of like, sure, you're black, but just don't act black. (laughs) And then we won't have issues Then we don't have problems. Oh, man. Exactly. Right. I'm just saying, though, that's kind of, you know, how it is. As long as you don't talk in that way you talk and as long as you don't dress in that way you dress and as long as you Uh. don't listen to that music and you work really hard and you make money and cut your grass and pull the weeds, we're good. You know, and that's kind of whatever. Howdy, neighbor. Finish watching it. You'll like it. It's good. It's okay. inspirational. And uh, what else you got? As I said, uh, so um, to, to carry on in this vein, since we've talked about Will Smith a little bit, Will Smith has a new series on Disney Plus. Okay. That's in Nat Geo. And it's uh, called Welcome to Earth. Yes. I've seen a few episodes. You have. Okay. Yeah. Well, and he does it, like I all turned, these crazy, like he goes skydiving or he goes. Oh, don't, don't, don't spoil it for me. He, we, he goes to a volcano in episode one. Yeah. And, yeah. Or he goes, right. And then he exactly. goes to the bottom of the ocean in episode two. Exactly. He goes on these adventures. Because we're doing so much charging. I watch it in the, in the Tesla with Anne while we're charging our Tesla. <laughs> Do you, so can you watch it on that big ass screen in there? Exactly. So you just, you park, you park the Tesla, you plug it in. And then you turn on Disney Plus because it comes preloaded with Disney Plus. You know where they you know where they missed it? Where? Okay, wait. And then I have a question because, uh-huh. well, first of all, they missed it. They should have made the windshield. <laughs> the, <laughs> the screen. The screen. <laughs> but, well, okay, it comes preloaded with Disney Plus. Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, yeah. YouTube. Can video play while you're driving? No. Oh, good. You have to be in park. Oh, Oh, thank God. You and Ann, you and Ann are like, oh, so good. I'm like, if it's self-driving and I'm watching the road, I think I can hey, watch a hey. little. As <laughs> as a family who bicycles all over the place, I don't need some Tesla taking us out because, you know, the driver's watching the- <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> but so the first episode's all about sound. You know, it's all about the sound of the volcano and the sound of the ice and the sound of of silence. Okay, how's the sound system in the Tesla, badass? It pumps in the Tesla like better than your house. Like I have 7.1 in my in my living room. Yeah. And it pumps because, you know, the subs right there and everything's right there. Oh, and it, man. And it encapsulates you. And when it shows the silence or when it sh- when it, you hear that cracking ice or the or the pump or the washing of the of the lava and the, the magma pumping out of that volcano. Oh, Will Smith always talks about how you can feel it in your body and I'm like, yeah, I can feel it in this Tesla too. So, another plug for the sound system in the Tesla. I like that. All right. So, American Masters inventing David Geffen. Oh yeah, you told I haven't I did not get a chance to watch this, but it's on the list. You you said it's amazing. Dude, it is amazing because you as you know, like going to film school, right, working at Disney and stuff, like David Geffen is 
what Ted dreams of being. Ah, uh, the executive. The executive <laughs> who rags to riches, uh-huh. comes out of nowhere, bullshits his way to the top. <laughs> I mean, it is like, and the guy has his fingers in everything. Amazing. Me and Clarissa watched it and we were just like, we were blown away by how this guy is just in everything. Yeah. It's yeah. The executive, man. <laughs> but he was a big music guy, right? Like he wasn't. Well, he a music, music is where he got it. But then he, he started yeah. DreamWorks. Right. SKG. He's the, oh wait, SKG. Well, he's the G. And SKG. Exactly. Yeah. Steven Spielberg and Katzenberg. Katzenberg and, and uh, Geffen. Geffen, right? You know, and even like Tom Hanks is on there right before they did Private Ryan. And he's like, yeah. Heard, heard Hollywood has this new studio that just popped up. And then, like, poof, they're saving Private Ryan like a year later. <laughs> did, did you, did they talk about Jackson Brown at all? Lots. Oh, I love it's my favorite story of, of David Geffen's. Did did they say the whole thing about the trash and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. <laughs> OK, great. I love it. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm in. If it talks about Jackson Brown, like yeah, David Geffen throwing away his resume, being saved by the, the secretary <laughs> only to be, only only to make him boatloads of money later. <laughs> you know? Well, he, he he goes. So he well, I shouldn't get into it because you're gonna watch it but okay 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 so i have it not i have like a watered down but it goes into the mail room about like what you were talking about how uh, he lied how he, like i said he bullshits his way into the whole thing i mean it's just right it's amazing when you when you could start in the mail room when there used to be a mailroom. Exactly. I was going to say it's that rags to riches story that I don't know if it can happen today. Yeah. You know, I think he's like, what is he? 74, 76 or something. He's uh-huh. older, you know, but. All right. I'm going to watch it. I'm watching. It was awesome. Yeah. Watch it. All right. So what else you got? What else you got? Um, I know that there's some little stuff that I'm missing, but I just can't. I can't hold it anymore. I think Spider-Man uh, No Way Home is the best. What do you mean you can't hold what? I can't hold back talking about Spider-Man anymore. Well, talk about it. Sp- <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home is the best live action Spider-Man uh, movie ever made. So what you're saying is of all the Spider-Man movies, it's the best Spider-Man movie. Yes. Not the best movie nor the best superhero movie but the best spider-man movie it might be the best superhero movie of the year for me although you know what i haven't seen the eternals and i okay. want to see the eternals but that's a series though heard is really good maybe it's a series no wait Etern- eternal's not a series is it a movie eternal's a standalone movie once it comes to disney plus you and i will watch it we'll, we'll get that there you go under our belt belts but so spider-man so the gimmick it's not a spoiler to say that to not Tover Grace <laughs> that that, uh, that the two previous Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were going to make appearances as the Spider Man from the other franchise movies of Spider Man in this movie with Tom Holland. So they're going to be three Spider Men working together, you know, against some classic villains from. Uh, Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe, to Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, you know, and to pull them into this world, you know, just on the face of it feels very gimmicky. Right. Again, you know, like, like it's a gimmick, like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. This is what they're going to do. And they're just going to do it. And they're going to have little cameos and it'll be great. They utilized having these actors 
to hit action beats, story beats, and emotional beats. It's it, it's like the utilization of having all three Spider-Men in this movie and all the all the villains in this movie was so well crafted that it was beyond all expectations. Does that make sense? I think so. Even 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 not saying it, even without seeing it, you could say. And then and there's no real spoilers in there because everybody's heard these things. Yeah, I will say it was it was far higher utilization and and like the story called for it and they delivered you know the, the story okay it wasn't a story it wasn't like all right we gotta get all the spider-men together let's write a story around it it was like let's have the spider-verse in real life and we'll pull the previous actors in and to me the thing that it brought out was Anne and i don't remember ever seeing any of the andrew garfield movies like we grew up to the to the toby mcguire movies we definitely saw those I own those, uh, but I don't know the Andrew Garfield movies that well. I think I saw one or two of them, but to me, Andrew Garfield's such a great actor. We should we should totally revisit those. Oh, and speaking of revisit, did I tell you I watched the rest of Tick, Tick, Boom, and it was amazing. It finished much stronger than it started, and I think it was worth the rewatching. And I actually rewatched it with the kids when Anne was away. And what platform? Netflix. Netflix, okay. Tick, Tick, Boom. All right, maybe I'll give that a try then. Yeah, give it a shot. You know, it's about playwrights, so it's not for everybody. But it has some some nice number, nice musical pieces. And if did you see Hamilton at all? Yeah, we saw Hamilton. It's a Lin-Manuel special, Lin-Manuel Miranda special about the right, yeah. playwright that, that created Rent and, you know, the tragedy of, of his life where oh, man. he struggled for many, many decades, you know, not to make light of it, but he had aortic dissection. Right, right. Right before Ugh. the week of his play. He died right before it, it was released. Premiered. Exactly. Or premiered, whatever. Yeah. Right. Totally, exactly. totally sad. Oh, man. Uh, so that was it, I think, for this week or this week. And All right, I have two more. Okay, good. So one, uh, The Witcher season two. Oh, yes. Episode one. So oh, good. We, uh, we did not. Consume it slowly. Yeah. <laughs> we finished Thursday. We fit. No. Yes. Thursday, we finished The Witcher. And then, bam, Friday, Witcher uh, second season comes out. And all of it. All at once. All at once. But we watched only the. F- <laughs> We didn't start it until uh, 930 at night. So, you know, we only did the one episode. It was like an hour mm-hmm. and very good. Looking forward to much more. How many episodes? I don't know. I didn't look. I'm guessing 10. Okay. I think I think season one was eight. OK, so this might be eight as well. But I didn't look. I don't I don't know. Uh, and then uh, to end it, an amazing documentary. You have to watch this. Okay. So it's on Netflix. Uh-huh. Count me in. Okay. So about drummers. Okay. The reason I say it was awesome and you have to watch it, though, watch it with Audrey. It has like this unspoken, like girl power sort of a, a slant to it. Okay. So they're, you know, they, they talk about all these different drummers through the years going back to like the jazz drummers of the 50s and stuff okay the big ones of course Ringo Starr from the Beatles right John Bonham 
you know, Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin and, yeah. uh, you know, they go through like Stuart Copeland. Yeah. Stuart Copeland from the yeah, police. Yeah. He, well, he's a main feature guy. Oh, okay. Right. So he, he has, he has a big speaking part in it, but they, you know, they had a lot of, uh, a lot of different drummers and stuff, uh-huh. but they bring in a lot of like these women drummers. Okay. I don't want to say the one woman, what she did or anything, because it, it, it would be, it would literally be a spoiler alert, which as okay, you're watching okay. it and they get I'm into gonna, I'm it, gonna see it. I'm gonna see yeah, it. you're like, oh my God, I can't believe it, you know? And But I think Audrey would be like totally amped, you know, because I mean, I was like, it was so like, it was so good. And it's good for both. I like, I want, I think I really want Bryce to drum because Bryce just drums on everything all the time. Oh, dude, if that's the case. <laughs> No, I'm serious. Get him a drum set, right? Watch it. Watch it. Because they talk about kids starting at four to his age and drumming it. No, you will. You will shed tears. Yeah. Now, Bryce does a thing where we're listening to music and I'm like, hey, quit it back there. And he goes, no, no, I'm trying to find the beat. And he's like, they aren't hitting the beat the way that I expect them to. And I'm like, you're not a music. (laughs) What do you know about music? You know what I mean? But I should say that about myself. I'm like, uh, why am I judging what he knows about music when I know absolutely nothing? I can I can barely play Spotify. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and they were talking about the Who's drummer, Keith Moon, and how like the way exactly what Bryce is saying. He's not drumming when I would expect him to. And they were saying like it's like one two three four one two three four, and then he would hit the fill right like one and the fill. He would start the fill on one. It was totally unexpected in the way we the way he would do it and stuff. But the best part about it was, though, he had his headphones on like we do right now. Uh-huh. Duct tape to his head because <laughs> he was drumming so insane. So hard <laughs> that he didn't want to lose the headphones. So they duct taped him to his head, you know. But, dude, if Bryce is into drumming, mm-hmm. watch it because okay. you will see, like, we're watching it. And me and Clarissa are, like, shedding tears. We're like, oh, oh. my God, that's Mikey, you know? We got to get a drum set. <laughs> and then the, the, the like, the, the girl power type angle to it, you know, the woman drummers, women drummers, whatever, the women folk. Right. You know, they're drumming, and they have, like, a huge... They bring that angle into it. And then they're talking about like all like you said, the police queen. Yeah. The Beatles, the Stones, Zeppelin. I mean, the drummers, these like iconic drummers, you know, and then Iron Maiden, you know, and stuff. And (laughs) it was just it was it was like I watched it twice. I I never watch a documentary twice. I literally watched it twice. That's good. That's good. It was so it was so good. So first time I watched, I was on the trainer. I was amped the whole time. I mean, it was, it was like the best trainer session I had. Hype, 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 hype documentary. Yeah. They talk about Motley Crue, right? And all this stuff. Uh-huh. It was, it's only like an hour 20. So I had about 15 minutes. So I put on music. I'm like, I put on Motley Crue. Oh, they talk about the clash. They talked. I mean, it was. Was David Grohl in it? Who does he play for? And played for Nirvana and he's Foo Fighters. Yes. He's the, okay, good. Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, Chad. I saw Chad in the, in the, in the little 
in one of the stills there. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it is. It was awesome. OK, a must watch. A must watch. OK, I, let's put it this way for you. We said what we're watching. We're going to save the best for last. I saved the best for last. It, it uh, is. It is probably the best documentary of 2021. All right. All right. In my opinion, in my opinion. So I will watch Geffen on my own and I will watch Count Me In with the family. There's an F-bomb here or there, but nothing eh. like it's totally appropriate the way they use it, too. OK, good. And it's like it might be like twice or something. Right. So it's super clean for the family. OK, good. I don't know if Anne would get into it. Maybe she will. She she likes it. She likes that kind of stuff. Bryce for the drummer side of it. Audrey for the girl power side of it. You for the nostalgia, because it's really like the majority of it is like 75 to 95. 90s. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like that wheelhouse of music. Right. And it is so good. It is so good. So I'd almost watch it again. It was that good. It's so funny because uh, so this was not something I watched, but I got audible because uh, I was I was reading. I was listening to some books and uh it was cheaper to just get it audible for a month and use the monthly credit to buy the book than to buy the book outright, you know, oh, right, by yeah. itself, standalone. So after I got finished with the book, I listened to Eddie Vedder. So Eddie Vedder does like a thing where he gets interviewed and he does a an hour, hour and a half set where he gets interviewed and he does some songs in between the interview uh, pieces. And Jack Irons was one of the initial, one of the drummers for, for Pearl Jam back in the, well, recently, I guess. But he's the one who introduced Eddie Vedder to the, you know, the, the bandmates that are now Pearl Jam that were uh, Mother Love Bone when, when Andrew Wood died. And it was just like, it's so weird to have like this drummer that would join them later in life and to not know that story. And, and yet, you know, you have all these drummers before Jack Irons joined them, but he was actually the impetus to put them together. So it was, it was funny to hear that story, you know, I love it. I love it. I'm going to see count me in post haste very soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. How'd your beer finish? My beer finished wonderful, a wonderful, uh, Christmas Eve beer here <laughs> and uh, and it is bright and it was bright to the last drop so much so that I was like I wanted more of it it's this it's this regular typical Russian River size 12 ounce I guess yeah 12.6 and I could have gone with a 16 or a 22 could have had more could have had more <laughs> especially at six percent come on yeah how'd yours, how'd yours finish oh i'm still sipping on it i'm almost okay. done but man All it right. finished well it smoothed out nice that alcohol bourbony flavor kind of mellowed or your palate got numb, a little numb <laughs> the palate got numb but i think warming also helped smooth it you know oh okay good yeah uh-huh. uh one more sip um it's I still have one sip left. Good to the last drop. Yeah, but it is uh, it is really oaky caramel and uh, bourbony goodness, man. This is so this is so good. Sweet. Yeah. And uh, Monday I am going to take the boys to get their flu shots. OK, that's the solving. I'm going to stop at Valley Brewers. I'm going to get some. There you go. Recipes, grain and hop and whatnot to do a couple of batches of homebrew. And I'm going to get about a dozen different show beers, show beers. <laughs> A dozen show beer. Let's. Uh, I'm probably gonna have to spend about five hundred bucks that day. So. <laughs> 
I hope not that much, but <laughs> oh no, Clarissa listens to this. Yeah. Oh, she knows. She knows. <laughs> she knows the show beer budget. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, you have a good night and right, uh, enjoy uh, watching TV and what in movies and stuff in the Tesla in my charge in my char in my charging session charging station sessions. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get the home charger set up, but it's a lot more electricity than like. And and like I have the home plug, but one percent an hour doesn't really cut it. <laughs> you need that higher amperage. So Frank and I are going to work on putting like a fifty amp plug in there. Wait a minute. So one percent. So wait a minute. I plug it into the wall. Like overnight, you only get like twelve percent. Yeah. If I plug it into a standard 110, 110, then, you know, it'll it'll go it'll go one percent an hour. Wow. That's a trickle charge. Yeah. And then like but on these 200, they have 250 kilowatt like superchargers and it'll charge from 30 percent to 90 percent in half an hour, under half an hour. Yeah. But a, 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 a fast charge like that, doesn't that burn out the batteries like quicker? No. As long as you don't go to the 100 percent all the time. Oh, OK. As long as you keep the headspace. And how does that work, though? Do you have to hook into like the trunk line, like going down the street or something? Or what does that look like? No, it has, you know, there's state, there's uh, Tesla supercharged stations all over, all over California, all over the, the United States. And you could, but right, you could get one of those in your backyard? No, you can put a 50 amp uh, plug in your, on, on, off your box. And just run a cable, you know, from from. So it's like running 220. It's like running. Yeah, like 220, but to like a NEMA plug. And then you put the you put the new adapter to the NEMA plug. And I don't know, man, don't kill yourself. I know. That's why I'm like, maybe she just I talked to Frank, but Frank's like, I don't know. We need some heavy duty uh, wires. And I'm like, maybe we should just call electrician. <laughs> you know, I mean. You want to make sure your gauge of your wires proper so you don't like burn it down. And oh, God, that's the last thing you need. Exactly. No fires, no fires. Make sure it's off code. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is like you it's supposed to take like a, a, a one gauge wire. You put in a three gauge wire house burns down insurance doesn't cover because like. Right. Because you should have known better. Frank's not licensed. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we'll get an electrician in here. We'll see what's up. Probably a smart move. I mean, I'm all about doing like, you know, changing out light sockets or something. Uh -huh. But when you're going like big amperage like that and stuff or, or heavy voltage, ah, get, get, get an electrician. <laughs> Safety tip to end the show. Thank you. <laughs> Penny wise and dollar foolish, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like that time that I fixed our Frank and I fixed our compressor outside. The compressor fan was broken. So there was just a motor on the fan. Super simple, right? $200, $250 like out the door, right? And Frank and I can do that. We can fix the compressor fan. Yeah, absolutely. We fixed the compressor fan, put the whole cage back together. Everything was fine. I saw one of the, one of the little sheet metal screws. It was sticking out a little bit. It had a little weird angle to it. I said, let me just uh, neaten this up right here, right? Uh-oh. I took the the my little DeWalt gun, uh, hit it, you know, hit the hit the screw. It went into the blade or something or no, it went into the the freon line. Oh god. <laughs> Leaked all like all the freon just went out of it. I was like, wow man, I was just kneading it up and now it turned into like a fifteen hundred dollar thing. Uh <laughs> 
So yes, I I'm well aware. I'm well aware of this uh, dollar, what Pennywise dollar foolish thing. Uh, leave well enough alone, Ted. Leave well enough alone. And on that, good night. You have a good night too, my man. Right, enjoy you your do. enjoy your travels. Okay, you do. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.